the Lord sing a new song. Lift his name in the congregation. Chosen hearts rejoice in him with instruments and dancing.
Brother Joseph, glory to God, and it's 9.02 in the morning. Uh, today is June the 14th, 2020, glory to God, and I just want to welcome everyone today. Uh, thank you for all those that have joined and those that will join, amen. Um, well, like I said, uh, I'm very, um, very inspired today, glory to God, and I have something that the Lord has given me, so we have a lot of material to cover once again, and like I said, today is uh, June the 14th, 2020, amen, and uh, my name is Brother Joseph, and uh, and welcome. Let's get started with some prayer, amen. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity, Father, to bring forth and share your presence, Lord God, your life, your wisdom, your righteousness, your sanctification and redemption in Jesus Christ, Lord of God, teaching your people the difference, Father God, teaching your pe to people the the knowledge of what's holy and unholy, amen. Bringing to them and helping them understand, help them understand, Father God, the fear of the Lord, amen, and the knowledge of the holy glory of God. I thank you, Lord God, for this precious time, Father God. I thank you for your wisdom, Father, your righteousness, sanctification and redemption that we have in Jesus Christ, Father. I thank you, Lord, for your presence right now, Father God. 
I thank you that I minister this presence, this life, Father God. I thank you for this holy word, amen, this holy scriptures, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, that your word and your spirit agree, amen. I bless you, Father, for this precious time and this opportunity, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, glory to God. Um, uh, I just, like I said, I have a lot of material to cover, and uh, I'll start it off by talking about, you know, we were talking here in the house with my sons, and uh, and they were discussing with me, you know, this the the Black Lives Matter, right? And and I looked at one of them to one of my sons, and I said, "Well, son, all lives matter, right, in the kingdom of God." Well, <clears throat> and then as I was meditating on that and how to approach that to my sons and and uh, help them understand, you know, that the foundation of God, the kingdom of God, right, the foundation of Jesus Christ is is what humanity needs, right? And how can I bring that to them? How can I help them understand that? Well, then I started thinking about, you know, back in the day when the movements were started, you know, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. And and and, and I started thinking about that, right? And that's true, right? A mind is a terrible thing to waste, you know? But then I started thinking about uh, knowledge, right? And information and how that, when you have the upper hand in the area of information, on a matter, then you're going to be able to have the advantage, right? And of course, <clears throat> you know, it could be anything, right? It could be, I don't know, it could be something you're buying, it could be legal information, it could be something from your doctor, you know, or, or, or your medical people that you go see about medical issues or whatever. And they have the knowledge, right? Attorneys, lawyers have the knowledge, doctors have the knowledge, you know, knowledge of, you know, how to do things more efficiently, how to do things quicker and better, Father, you know, and, and things that you get, you know, from your spirit, man, and how God reveals things out of your spirit, man. And I started telling that to my sons, you know, when you have the the knowledge of whatever it is, you're going to have the advantage, you're going to have the upper hand. Well, you know, back in the day, like I said, we knew, we've always known that education is important in our lives, right, and, and how that when you get trained, when you get educated in a particular field or whatever uh, the issue is, you know, finance or if you're going into business or, you know, you have to have information in order to be successful in that thing, right? And, of course, right now, you know, the world is in, in a state of offense, as Jesus says, woe unto the world because of offenses, right? In other words, woe is anguish and sorrow and pain because of offenses. And we expect that from the world, right? The world is offended everywhere you go. And you could go to the store and you try to pick something up at a, at a restaurant or whatever and you get an attitude, you know. And, uh, and and the thing is, is that if you don't watch your heart, if you don't have your heart guarded, right, then you're going to get offended, right? So we have to be mindful, right, of this, what's happening today in our society. And, of course, society is full of, of right now, you know, society is upset and angry, you know, because of injustices that are occurring, right? And they want restitution right for these individuals that are getting killed and so on unjustly amen and uh and a matter of fact anybody that gets killed right it's it's you know through murder right is uh is an unjust it's an unjust balance right as a matter of fact jesus said that if you have hatred in your heart it's like if you're murdering right and the rage that builds up inside us right because of these matters that are happening out there in our societies and so I started looking at this, and then the word of the Lord came to me, right, about my people perish. My people are destroyed, the scripture says in Hosea 4, 6, because of the lack of knowledge. 
And I'm like, well, what knowledge, right? What knowledge are we talking about here? Well, when you're in the kingdom of God, you have the keys of the kingdom of heaven, right? You understand the power of binding, which is uh, forbidding, and then loosing, which is permitting, right? You understand that. You understand what to say no to because of the spirit of God in our lives, because of the word of God in our lives. We understand what we say no to, what we don't want in our lives, and we understand what to say yes to, what we do want in our lives, right? And so <clears throat> in Matthew 16, 19, Jesus says, I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, because we have these keys, we are to bind and we are to loose. So I looked up, you know, what can we bind and what can we loose on a search and it says, in usage, to bind and to loose simply means to forbid by an indisputable authority and to permit by an indisputable authority, right? So the indisputable authority is Jesus Christ, right? He said, Jesus said, I've been given the keys of the kingdom, amen? Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me, right? I have the keys, I have the authority, I have the way to go in and go out, amen? By, my, by what I've done, the work that I'm going to do, because he hadn't died yet, at that time when he said that. But the point is, is that we're supposed to do something here. We're supposed to allow and we're supposed to say no to. All right. So we bind and we forbid Satan, demons, right? Sickness, disease, poverty, ignorance, rebellion, illiteracy, religion, chaos, confusion, division, denominationalism, right? Which is another form of Everybody grouping up together, and if you're not of our kind, then you're not of us, right? And we talked about that last week, and I hit that pretty hard a couple of times in that, you know, this whole spirit of of uh, incest, right? This inbreeding, right, where people don't want to be associated with you because you're not of our clique, of our group. And we share our own philosophies and our own views, and we encourage one another, and we pat each other on the back, and that's how we work, right? We're in our own little clique. Of course, we know that 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, let's go to that. And our brethren, I couldn't speak unto you as spiritual, Greek word for spiritual here is pneumatikos, but as unto carnal, this word is sarkikos, even as unto babes in Christ, napios. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For whereas, for ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you, Envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal, sarkikos, and walk as men, or as the men in the world, the, the normal man? For one says, I'm Apollo, another I'm Apollos, and he says, are you not carnal? And then he says, who is Apollos, who is Paul, but ministers by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man? In other words, the Lord gave it through us, you see. I have planted Apollos' water, but God gave the increase. So neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watered anything, but God that gives the increase. It's God, it's to the glory of God, amen, that we're bringing forth the life of God, the knowledge of God, amen. And first of all, he said that they were babes, right? Babes in Christ. They're still acting like mere little babies and fighting over toys, if you will, and, and he's got this and I don't have that. And it's just all this carnality, right? And you expect that from a baby. That's why they have to be trained up, amen, in, in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they're not going to depart from that, right? And we know this. We know these principles, right? And uh, it's important, right, how we train our children, what we educate them, what we're allowing them to see in their lives and hear in their lives and what we're saying no to and yes to, right? 
So, <clears throat> I started looking at this, and of course, what do we lose? So what do we allow? We allow the presence of God, angels of God, healing, blessings of finance, blessings, period, right? Intelligent, wisdom, knowledge, especially of the holy, peace, the government of God, education, discipleship, servanthood, right? These are the things that we are allowing, right? What are you allowing to come in and out of your house? What are you allowing to come in through your televisions, through through the media forms that are coming in at your life, your phones, your tablets, etc., your computers. What are you allowing? What are you not allowing? What are you permitting? What are you forbidding? Now, Jesus, the scripture says of Jesus in John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting Zoe, right? Now, his desire was that we should not perish, all right? Now, whosoever believeth in him, and then, and then this belief system, right, this system of believing in who the Lord Jesus Christ is and the work that he's done and what, you know, who the knowledge, of you will, of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost and how they all operate, right, baptizing them and teaching them, right, as he said to us in Matthew 28, make disciples, right, is what he told them. Teaching the ways of the Father, the ways of the Son, the ways of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Show them how it all works. Show them how it operates. Amen. And mind you, he said, freely you have given, freely received. Freely you have received, freely given. Don't be going out there charging the people. Amen. Don't figure out a way to market to the people and against, against the people the information that they need. Amen. So that they can gain and grow in my kingdom, says the Lord. And of course, the world, that's what they do, right? You go to a doctor. You know, it's only about, you know, a specific problem that you're having. You, you, don't, you don't really discuss other things that, that are going on during that visit in your body because that's another visit. That's another charge, right? Same thing with lawyers and attorneys, right? And they, they won't give the information or the legal, legal information that you need to, to, to gain the advantage in whatever the situation is in the legal matter that you're dealing with. And they won't give it to you free, Right? course they're going to charge you they're going to put a big burden on you man they're going to put you know five hundred dollar an hour bill on you if you will that's a huge burden so god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not be destroyed right perish and have everlasting zoe the zoe life of god jesus said i am the resurrection martha i am the zoe amen though you are dead that yet shall you live Dead to yourself, alive unto God, amen. By the way, you can't resurrect something that's alive. You want the resurrection, you want the lift, you want the promotion, you want the exaltation, amen. You want the advancement, you want to move from glory to glory, you want, you want to move from faith to faith, etc., etc. Then you also have to be dead so that you can experience Christ. To yourself, in other words, not dead as in your body, exasperated, and you're, not, you're dead. I'm talking about dead to yourself, to your soul, right? And that's, all, that's key, right? That's important to us. Now, this word perish is the word that means to destroy, to put out of the way entirely, to abolish, to put an end, to ruin, to render useless, to kill, to declare that one must be put to death, to destroy fully, to perish or lose. Loose. Now, I remember I read some things about this lady that started abortions back in New York, you know, and that how that they were trying to get rid of the undesirables, right? Those that were uh, considered um, 
not desirable. <laughs> and it's interesting that in New York, you know, we have the highest rate of abortion of young black men, uh, babies, than, than, in, than in anywhere. And what am I saying is, is that the whole design of Satan has been to destroy mankind, right, through any means that he can. Keeping information, knowledge from them, right? Keeping them at odds with one another, keeping them offended, keeping them full of division. Interesting thing is that we are the United States, but yet right now we are, and we've been this way for years and years and decades, the divided states. See, because if we were united, we would understand the power that we have as a, as a unified force, right? Strength in numbers, right? And we would understand that the main priority is the kingdom of God. And when the kingdom of God is established, then now we have the power to bind and loose against the demonic realm. And the ones that are causing all the pain and, the, and, the, and, the, and keeping us offended with one another and keeping us at that place when we come to the Father, he's not hearing us. As the scripture says, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. Then will I hear the land. He's going to hear from heaven and heal the land when humanity repents, right? And it's more than just Jesus as a Savior, right? He's trying to bring you understanding of governments in your lives, the Lordship of Jesus Christ, because if you maintain the government of God in your heart and your life by your submission to the Word and to the Spirit, amen, right, which Jesus is the Word, right, the Word, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, right, the same was in the beginning. So, if we maintain that government of God in our hearts and our lives, we're going to always be in peace in our lives. You can't have governments without peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. The results of government in our lives is peace in our lives. Well, when you look at society right now, do you think that things are peaceful? <laughs> you got situations where they want to dismantle police systems and stuff. And, and, and instead of focusing on the individuals that have issues and problems and that, that don't understand how to enforce authority, right? And teach them and train them the right way according to the kingdom of God. Of course, they're in the world, but that would be the ultimate solution. But instead of dealing with those that are, that are you know, the individuals that, that, that are causing these problems, we want to dismantle the whole, the whole unit, right? Police force. What's interesting about the word police is the Greek word, the Greek word for city, one of the Greek words for cities in the New Testament is polis, P-O-L-I-S. And you can't have uh, policies. See, governments establish the policies, right? Our, our mayors, our officials in the city, the guidelines of how we live in the, in the city that we're at. And then those laws and those guidelines and those governments, right, governing factors are enforced by the police. The policies are enforced by the police. So you, if you don't have police, you can't enforce the policy. If you don't have policy, then you can't have governments. So see, the work of the enemy here is to destroy governments. That's what he wants to do, because if he can keep everything in chaos, then he's going to keep the people in that state of perishing, in that state of the lack of information, lack of knowledge. It's going to destroy, you see, that's what he's trying to do, destroy Right? Steel can destroy. All right, now. So, again, to perish is to destroy fully, right? He wants to keep us in that state where we're destroyed, where we're perished. Now, 
In gaining Jesus Christ, we are given wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. First, First Corinthians 1.30, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Okay? All right. Mm. All right. So wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. And then, of course, in one, verse 31, 31, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. All right? This should have been the order of first things in our lives, right? Our family should have been established in the foundation of the kingdom of God. They should have had the principles of God, the ways of God, teaching us about authority, teaching how to honor one another, be civil to one another, right? Respect one another, honor one another, right? Die to yourself, because if you're dead to yourself, then you're not going to be offended. Because how can you offend a dead man or one, right? So this should have been the structure that we all grew up into, all right? But of course, humanity, right, and the, and the souls of men, and of course, as the scripture says, the father's hearts are turned from the children, right? Malachi chapter 4, 5, and 6. And because the father's hearts are turned from the children, the earth is cursed. It's the fathers, right, that generate, that procreate, that bring forth in the family structure. But again, because all that is out of whack and out of chaos, full of chaos and confusion, somebody, like I said, has kept us from Jesus. Somebody knew that if we were given this key or permitted this key of Jesus Christ, we would come out of the bondage and the grip of Satan and the demons and sickness and disease and poverty and ignorance and rebellion and illiteracy and religion, chaos, confusion, division, babyland, right? Somebody knew that if we were given the key of the kingdom of, of heaven, Jesus Christ, amen, if we would receive that key, Jesus, that we would come out of all this oppression, depression, suppression, right? Demonic bondage, right? And Jesus, right, when he was here on the earth, he was re releasing, removing all these chains and these shackles from the people's lives that he encountered. Amen? And ultimately paid the price for all humanity to come into that divine favor of God. Amen? So in Colossians 1.13, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of dear, his dear son. Right? That's what he did for us. In accepting Jesus Christ and coming into the knowledge of the holy, we are now given that place where we're no longer under the authority of darkness, but we've been translated or exchanged into the kingdom of his dear son. We've been brought into the government of Jesus Christ, amen, to be ruled by the word of God and the spirit of God. Because see, in the Old Testament, they couldn't keep the law. They couldn't fulfill this, man. It was always working death in their lives because that's what the administration of Moses did. But when the administration of Jesus Christ came forth, amen, now we're coming under a new government, amen, a new law, a new raiment, amen, a new principles, a new understanding of how to see the word and how to obey the word by the spirit because of the blood of Jesus Christ, amen. We've been translated now. We no longer have to be under the influence of the darkness, but we've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. Now, delivered is through the idea like a current to rush or draw for oneself that is rescue. So, if you've ever known someone to get electrocuted, right, they put a draw on that electrical force, right, and it goes through their bodies, and if there's no ground on the other side of where it's going to go out, they're going to get severely hurt and or they're going to die, right? So to draw, 
to rush for oneself that is to rescue. So we've been delivered, we've been drawn from, we've been rushed away from and rescued from the authority of darkness, which is shadiness and obscurity, and translated, that is, transposed, transfers, transferred, removed from one place to another. We've been exchanged, glory to God. The great exchange, Jesus said. How can a man, <clears throat> what is a profit of man if he gain the whole world, right, and lose his own suitcase, his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his suitcase, his soul? See, Jesus Christ gave up his soul that we might have Zoe. Adam lost his soul. I mean, Adam gained his soul and lost the life of God. One man decided to give up the glory of God, the life of God, because of the sin that they entered into. And another man, Jesus Christ, amen, gave up his suke that we might have the Zoe. We've been exchanged. We've been translated. Now, in Ephesians 2, 2, it says, Wherein in time past you walked according to the course or the pattern of the path of this cosmos, of this system. Right? And this system keeps you in bondage. The world system, the word here, cosmos, is a system designed to keep you in bondage and oppression. The lawyers, the doctors, and those that have the information for us to be, uh, to gain favor, if you will, in the world as far as how to gain the advantage in the upper hand, right? In any given situation, all that has been hidden from us until Jesus Christ, amen. Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the authority of the air, the spirit that now works and energizes that is active and efficient in the children of disobedience, which is those that are obstinate, those that oppose the divine will of God, those that are in disbelief, their obstinate rebellion. You see, in the past we walked that way, but not anymore, glory to God. Now we have the Spirit of God, the life of God, the Word of God. We have the knowledge of the Holy, amen. We have the knowledge and we know and understand how to give that knowledge to the body of Christ and to the world, you see. This key of Jesus Christ is the gateway to the kingdom of God. You must be born again, Jesus said, or you can't even see it. You must be born of the water and of the spirit, or you cannot enter it. Jesus was a man that was born again. He's the pattern, he was the first one. So must we be born again in order to come into this divine favor of God and stay in the divine favor of God as we continue to pursue the Lord. But of course, on the flip side, the problem is, is that the Babylonian system, the religious system, right, it's full of chaos and confusion, and, and everybody's confused, right? Well, I don't know about this. What about tongues? What? I don't understand, you know, uh, interpretation of tongues. What is that? What are we talking about, you know? And on top of that, you know, not to mention spirituals, right? Everybody's confused about spirituals and how the order of that flows and whatnot. But the point is, is that, as he says in Luke 15, 11, 52, I'm sorry, Woe unto you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge and not entered in yourselves, and them that are entering in, you hinder. You trip them up, man. You don't want them to gain the information. You don't want to gain the, them to gain the knowledge and come into your office and tell you this is how we're going to do it. And I need you to fill out the paperwork for me. You understand what I'm trying to say? Is that they keep the information from you, and therefore you stay in darkness. But glory to God, thank, thank God we've been translated from the kingdom into the kingdom of his dear son. We have the ability now by the Spirit of God to bring forth the life of God, the presence of God, the wisdom of God, the revelation of God, the revelation of the kingdom of God, how the Father operates, 
how the Son operates, how the Holy Ghost operates. Amen. We have that information and we can give it freely to the people. Freely to the people. Matthew 23, 23. Jesus said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you paid tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought you to have done and not to leave the other undone. One doesn't justify the other. You have to do all this word of God, amen, in our lives. And Jesus in Matthew 10, 5, he said, These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go ye not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. Now we know, we know that we can go into any city, glory to God, because Jesus has already resurrected. Amen. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely you have received, freely give. In other words, give them the information that they need to be successful. In me, says the Lord. In me, Jesus Christ, in other words. Give them the information, the knowledge that they need to be successful. Stop charging the people, man. Look at this scripture in Luke chapter 12. And in the meantime, when the, verse 1, and in the meantime, when they were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon another, he began to say unto the disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that shall not be real, revealed, neither hid that it shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever you have spoken in darkness, that shall you be heard in the light. And that which you have spoken in the air and closets shall be proclaimed in the housetops. Right? Now back to verse 1 there. Innumerable multitude is the Greek word morias, which means 10,000. And so much that they trod one upon another, and he began to say unto the disciples, first of all, the first thing I need you to understand, right? We're about to minister to 10,000 people. And he turned to his disciples and said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. In other words, what are they trying to do? They're always trying to gain money, right? Finance, favor somehow to the people so that they can have and take advantage of them. Wow. Now, well, you say, well, wait a minute. I don't do that. You know, when I started this in April of 2018, ministering the word, sharing the word through these videos and audios and all this stuff. I was involved in the fellowship there and they didn't want to hear it anymore after a few, you know, quite a few meetings or 10 or 12 or whatever. So I went and I said, well, heck, I can just do this on Facebook, right? And out of that, I started developing the product to bring forth, amen, revelation, teaching, understanding, comprehension, wisdom, and understanding to the body of Christ. And in all that time, I've never asked anybody I need this money, whatever. Now, there's a way, there's people that have asked me, how can we give to you what you're doing, Joseph? And, and I put a tag up on under at the end of my, of all these uh, videos and stuff, and and there's a way there that, you know, PayPal, Cash App, whatever. But what I'm saying is, that's not what I wanted to do, amen? Because the Lord gave me to the body of Christ, Amen? 
And I'm not going to sit there and tax the body of Christ, amen. I, I want them to have the understanding that they need to grow, to comprehend, to understand this revelation, this kingdom of God, so that they can grow up and mature and be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And then that they can go forth and teach the disobedience, the disobedient, the wisdom of the just, the vision of Jesus Christ, amen. Teach my people the difference, amen. So he told them, here the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils freely, and receive freely, give. And if you go on and look into that, Matthew 10, 8, right? Provide neither gold or silver or brass in your purses, etc., etc. Verse 13, if the house be worthy, let your peace come on it. What does that mean? In other words, let the government of God be there. And because of the government of God, there's going to be peace. But if it's not worthy, let your peace return unto you. In other words, when you leave, the government of God goes with you. There's no government established there in the lives of the people. And whosoever shall not receive you nor hear the words when you depart of that house or that city, shake off the dust off your feet. Oh, my God. It's going to be more tolerable than the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Hmm. It's going to be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than the day of judgment than for that city. Wow. So, a while back I was looking, I don't know, last week, a couple weeks ago, I was looking at uh, an ad on Facebook, and, uh, you know, we're going to start a discipleship training, and the registration is $40 donation, you know. Send it through, you know, this means. And it, and it, and it grieved me because, you know, you have the knowledge of the Holy but you don't want to give it away. You want some green back to you for what you have went through to get what you have. And that's out of water, body of Christ. Because as Jesus said, you have received freely, you have received freely give, right? I mean, this whole music industry, this Christian music, whatever you want to call that, out of whack, right? You have to charge, you have to pay a license fee if you want to use any portion of that song. Thank God the Lord uh, allowed me to find a pool of music, amen, that I really enjoy and love. And uh, I don't have to pay royalties on any of that because it's, it's, uh, it's unlicensed. The point is, is that in Isaiah chapter 4 verse 6, I'm going to read this to you in the King James. Actually, hold on. Verse 4, 6, my people are destroyed. Hosea 4, 6, for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. That thou shalt be no more priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget your children. And the Strong's, the word here, destroyed, is to be dumb, to be silent, hence to fail or perish, transitively to destroy. You know, it's interesting when uh, someone is comes up to you and they ask you a question and and uh, you don't want to answer the question because you don't know how to answer the question. So in your group, if you will, you look at the person that might have the answer to the question. You know, everybody looks at him or her. So you stay dumb or you stay silent because you don't know what to say. Now woe unto these doctors, lawyers, educators, and those who have the knowledge to bless the less fortunate, Jesus said. Woe unto these doctors and lawyers. In Hosea 4.6 in the message translation, I'm going to read through verse 9. My people are ruined because they don't know what's right or true. Because you've turned your back on knowledge, I'll turn my back on you, priests. 
Because you refuse to recognize the revelation of God, I'm no longer going to recognize your children or what you produce. The more priests, the more sin, they traded in their glory for shame. They pig out on the people's sins. They can't wait for the latest in evil. The result, you can't tell the people from the priests. The priests from the people, I'm on my way to make them both pay and take the consequences of the bad lives they've lived. Isn't that interesting? Is that it's because of knowledge that the people are destroyed. Because those that have the knowledge don't want to give it up. And if they do give it up, you've got to pay them. You've got to put a heavy burden on them for that information, that knowledge, you see. And it wasn't, that's not how it is in the kingdom of God, body of Christ. Amen. Look at this in Proverbs chapter 9. We're going to read all the way to verse 12. Wisdom hath built her house. She has hewn out seven pillars. She hath killed her breath. She hath Killed her beasts, she hath mingled her wine, she hath also furnished her table. Wisdom, that is. She sent forth her maidens, she crieth upon the highest place of the city. Wisdom's crying out, amen. Whosoever is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she says to him, Come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine which I have mingled, saith the Lord. Forsake the foolish, and live, and go in the way of understanding. He that reproveth the scorner getteth to himself shame. He that rebukes a work, wicked man getteth himself a blot. A blot, blot in the eye, black eye. Reprove not a scorner lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man and he's going to love you. Give instruction to the wise man and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of, the wis of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. For by me the day thy days shall be multiplied and the years of thy life shall be increased. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself. If thou scornest, thou alone shalt bear it. Therefore thus saith the Lord, I came that you might have eternal Zoe. I came that my people will not be destroyed for the lack of knowledge. I have given the knowledge of the holy to my sons and to my daughters so that they can turn the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. I have freely given to you my blood and I didn't charge you for it. I gave myself freely to humanity, the wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption through my blood. I commissioned my mature sons and my daughters to make disciples, but woe unto you lawyers, for you have taken the key of the knowledge. You, have, you entered not into yourselves and them that were entered in you hindered. Woe unto you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, you paid tithe of men and anis and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, and mercy, and faith. These ought you have to have done and not to leave the other undone. undone. I am calling of my sons and my daughters to teach my people the difference between the holy and the unholy. Teach my people the fear of the Lord and the knowledge of the holy, for this is understanding. For I have paid, I've already paid the price for them. My people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. Therefore I say unto you, give me to the people. Give them my presence, my power, my virtue, my knowledge, my wisdom. Minister to the people my Holy Spirit by faith and reconcile humanity back to divine favor. As you go, preach and say the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely gives. Give. All lives matter to me. I gave myself for all your lives, saith the Lord. Amen. Praise God. 
Hallelujah, Father. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, for your word is life unto those who find them and help to all their flesh, Father. I thank you to those that are partaking, Father, and those that are hearing your word, Father God. And I pray that they would hear by your spirit, Lord God, and begin to do your work, Father God, and make disciples in this earth, Father. Train them up in the way that they should go, glory to God. And when they're old, they're not going to depart from it. Amen. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hmm. All right now. Praise God. We'll get started with the outline. Amen. Let me post it up again. Praise God. If you guys have any questions for me, if you want to give me some information, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, whatever, praise God. I welcome you. Praise God. I welcome the body of Christ. Amen. All right, we're going to get into the training now, and this is going to be, this is called uh, the force of patience, amen. Last week, we talked about macrotomia, which is the fruit of the Spirit, patience, the word patience there, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Patience there is the word, who, I'm sorry, macrotomia. And macrotomia means to be long-suffering, long distance or duration of time, long-spirited, long-enduring, to put up with. And macrothemia is a passive, without resistance or opposition, right? You hold back. Now, another word here in James chapter 1, 2 through 4. James chapter 1, 2 through 4. We're talking about the force of patience, amen. James chapter 1. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So patience, let her have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. In other words, you're not going to be coming behind. Let me read that in the message. Consider the sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your life, faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. I say that all the time is we're going to see what, where things are when the pressure comes, right? And the Amplified, it says, counter it holy, joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of all sorts or fall into various temptations. Be assured, that the un be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith brings out endurance, steadfastness, and patience, amen, which are the definitions for that word. Hupomene means steadfastness. Patience here is the word hupomene. It means steadfastness, constancy, and endurance. In the New Testament, the characteristics of a man who is not swerved from his deliberate, deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith and pity by even the greatest trials and sufferings, patiently and steadfastly. You're not swerved, in other words. Perseverance, cheerful or hopeful, and enduring constant. Staying the same, amen. So hupomene is to be active, forceful, resisting, and opposing. In Luke 21, 19, the scripture says that in your patience possess you your soul. Patience is the word hupomene. In your constancy, you see, in staying constant, you're being patient. You're being long-suffering, if you will. So in 2 Peter 1, 6, take a look at that. In the King James here. Second Peter 1 6. And to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness. 
This word patience is supamane, constancy, 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 faithful, see, fidel, F-I-D-E-L. You remain the same, glory to God. You don't swerve whatever's coming out of your mouth because of the conditions or the trials or the persecutions, etc., that are coming around you. You know, it's funny when, when you're being persecuted and that you don't really even know you're being persecuted, right? Because as a dead man, you can't tempt a dead man. You can't offend a dead man. You can't. And people, like I said, all the time in their own little ways, they throw their little jabs, right? And I've been in situations where we were at a party one time and and all these individuals that were we were at this party with, it was a birthday party. And I was there, my sons, etc., my family, my wife. And I was I think it was my birthday party, right? <laughs> and uh so I sat down and, and then all of a sudden they played some quote Christian music, right? And I didn't think anything of it. I didn't understand what the big deal was. I mean, it wasn't something that I, you know, typically, like that group or whatever, whatever that music was listened to, that type. And then everybody started laughing at me and looking at me and pointing at me. And I didn't really understand that I was being persecuted. <laughs> and the point is, is that, like I said, everybody was laughing at me and I just like, okay, no big deal. Um, so anyway, you know, constant, in other words, enduring, right? You don't get offended easily. It doesn't bother you. Now, in 2 Peter 1, 3 through 8, in the message translation, everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God, the best invitation we ever received. We are also absolutely to we also we're also given absolutely terrific promises to pass on to you. Your tickets to participation in the life of God after you turn your back on a world corrupted by lusts. So don't lose a minute in building on what you've been given. Complementing your basic faith with good character, spiritual understanding, alert discipline, patient passionate patience, reverent wonder. Warm friendliness and generous love, <clears throat> each dimension fitting into and developing the others. With all these qualities actively active and growing in your lives, no grass will ever grow under your feet, nor day will pass without its reward as you mature in your experience of our Master Jesus Christ. Amen. So add to your life the force of patience. Amen. Actively being forceful. In your hupamane. Amen. Now in Hebrews chapter 10, 35 and 36, he says, Cast not away therefore your confidence, with which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of hupamane, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promises. You see, the forceful the force of hupamane keeps you in that place where you stay consistent. And after you have done the will of God, you're going to receive the promises. Well, what is the will of God, right? The will of God is the word of God. The word of God brings you into the way of God, and the way of God brings you into the work of God. <clears throat> now, simply put, <clears throat> obedience to God's word is his will. Amen? All right. 
And why do we need patience? <coughs> Excuse me. After that, you have done the will of God, you're going to receive the promises. You need patience. You need the force of consistency, hupamene, because afterward, you're going to experience His promise to your life. And not one promise, all promises. And what, why, what happens if we don't patiently endure? Right? First Peter, 2 Peter 9, 9-11, right? He tells us here, 2 Peter 9, 2 Peter 1, 9-11. But he that lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and have forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you shall never fail, fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now this word ministered, so an entrance shall be ministered unto you. Ministered is to furnish besides. It's the word epicoriego, to aid or contribute. So, so an entrance shall be furnished besides and fully supplied, aided and contributed, amen, unto you. Right? If you stay with it, man, if you stay constant and remain consistent, right? Now, one thing about patience is that it undergirds faith. Patience will stabilize your faith and keep it on curse. The word undergird means to secure underneath, to brace up or to strengthen. Amen? Patience, amen, supports you and stabilizes you. That, in other words, consistency. So, Second Thessalonians, let's look at some verses now. Second Thessalonians 1 4. Look at that one. So, that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your hupomene and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Amen. We ourselves glory in you in the churches of God. Amen. 1 Timothy 6.11 But thou, O man of God, flee these things, follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, hupamane, patience, and meekness. Amen. Alright. Titus 2.2 Just some examples of the word patience here. And that the aged man be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, and in patience. And in verse 1 there, speak thou things which become sound doctrine. And then verse 3, that the aged women likewise, that they be, be in behaviors becomes holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. You see, in giving them the knowledge of the holy, of how to understand, that all of us are going to be successful in all the roles that we're involved in. As a husband, as a wife, as an unmarried brother or sister, you see, as a son or daughter, as a as a father and as a mother. As it says to be discreet, chaste, keepers of the home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men, exhort, likewise exhort to be sober-minded. In all things showing a pattern of good works and doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. Sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Amen. So, 
Again, <clears throat> patience, who pominated. Hebrews 6.12. Praise God. That you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and who pominate inherit the promises. Glory to God. You want to experience God? You've got to stay constant in the Word of God. Amen. Praise God. Revelation 2.19. Praise your Father. I know that works, amen, and your charity and service and faith and your hopomony and your works, and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against you because you suffer that woman Jezebel, which calls herself a prophetess and teaches and seduces my servants to commit fornication and that they eat things and sacrifice unto idols. You see, in other words, this religious system, this, this system of bondage it keeps you in bondage Keeps you in ignorance. But if you remain constant and faithful in the Lord, you will endure the promises. Amen. 13.10 Revelation. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Here is the hapomene, the consistency and the faith of the saints. So in other words, consistency is important. Amen. Maintaining a constant attitude and faith toward God, you see, in the Word of God. Maintaining being consistent in God. Now, faith is to patience what a woman is to a man. Faith, feminine gender in James. In other words, patience is what undergirds us as a husband. You see, my wife, in other words, she keeps me stable, constant. You see? Now the word worketh here in first James 1, 2, and 4. Count it out joy when you fall in diverse temptations, knowing it, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. In verse 3 there. Alright. Patience again, worketh, I'm sorry, is the word that means to perform, to accomplish, or to achieve. To work out, to do that from which something results. In other words, to work fully, to accomplish by implications, to finish or to fashion. You finish something. You start something, you finish something, in other words. So, to accomplish or to finish. In other words, to add the finish, finishing touches. To activate and to develop in you. Consistency, glory to God. You need patience in tribulation. Amen. Patient in tribulation. Romans 12, 2. You have to stay constant in this Word of God, amen. No matter what's going on around us, no matter what this world is doing, you see, we have to stay constant, amen. Staying faithful to God and His Word, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Verse 12, Romans 12, 12. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, amen. Hupamine, staying consistent in your life with the Lord, amen. Not just faith. Faith without the support of patience will never gain experience. Right? And I talked about this, a circle of experience, right? The word comes, faith comes, Satan comes. Right? In Romans chapter 5. Let's look at that real quick. And then after this, and not only so, we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. So the word comes, faith comes, Satan comes. 
Hupamane comes, constancy. And Hupamane brings experience and experience hope. And hope makes not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. For when we were without strength in due time, Christ God died for the ungodly. Amen. Praise God. So again, patience is to faith what a woman is to her husband. She is the stabilizing factor. Okay? Now, again, patience works experience. Amen. So bring forth the fruit of patience, Jesus said in Luke 18, Luke 8, 15. Look at that one. Luke 8, 15. But that on a good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with hupomene. You see, you will bring forth, amen. You will experience the promises of God, amen, because the hope make it not ashamed. Your hope is what continues. <coughs> your hope, and as you experience God, amen, it causes you to be hopeful because you know that God is faithful, amen. He cannot deny himself. Amen. Now, <clears throat> Romans 8.25. Romans 8.25. But if we hope for that we see not, then we do with patience wait for it. Kupamane. If we hope for that we see not, then you're consistently and being constant. You're being constant. If you hope for what you don't see, then you're being constant. Praise God. It's because it's, it's you're showing forth the trust that you have towards your Father. Amen. That He is faithful. Amen. If we seek first the kingdom of God and His right ways, all these things that the Gentiles seek, Jesus said, will be added to our lives. One does not wait for the promise with makrothumia, which is long-suffering, but rather with upamane, which is active and forceful. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this tremendous opportunity, Father, to distribute your word of life, amen, to your people, to educate the people, to train them about the knowledge of the holy glory of God, and bring understanding, amen, and bring them the fear of the Lord, Father God, and how to honor and respect you in your word, Father. I thank you, Lord, for your precious Holy Spirit, amen. I thank you that this word has fallen on good ground, Father God, and I thank you that it brings forth fruit. I bless you, Lord, for this tremendous opportunity, Father, and I give you praise and I honor you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sing a new song. Lift his name in the congregation.
Thank you. 